Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its many games. I managed to get to level 65 on my Barbarian from the season, and I was trying to do the, the Nightmare Dungeon to get into Torment, the, the one that says you should be level mm-hmm. 70. I was trying to do yeah. it, and I got all the way to Elias, but then Elias keeps blowing me up. It's like, just put stuff on the floor and boom, dead. I was like, ah, I hate you moving more than I hated you before. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to go back in a couple levels, but I want to get there before 70 because I want to mm-hmm. start working right now on getting better gear. Like I, I pretty much have the best gear you can have before you get to Torment. Like everything <laughs> I got sacred. Um, I've been running the guy, the malignant boss in the the Tree of Whispers area. Like you get, there's a little doorway next to yeah, the Tree of Whispers uh, on there. Mm, yeah, and Varshan. Yeah, Var- Varshan. Uh, image of Varshan. Varshan or something. I've been killing him like constantly. Uh, and I've gotten some good stuff off of it. I got some nice rings, uh, two unique rings. Um, I've got the mother's band and the, I don't remember what my other ring is, uh, but, but yeah, two of them. They're really good. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That's just me talking about Diablo really suddenly for no reason. Um, Liz and Joe are here. So let's talk about other stuff like Diablo four. Um, <laughs> love me. Sometimes I'm so crazy. Uh, Campfire chat from Diablo 4. That's going off uh, on the 29th. Yeah, the 29th is written down here. That's Thursday. Yeah, the, Go ahead. Uh, the 29th, which I'm pretty sure is not an actual day. And yet they keep saying things are happening on the 29th. So no, no, I, it, it, once, every, once every four years, here. once every four years, that's how I found out it was a leap year because of this. I had forgotten it was. A, uh, but yeah, um, we're going to have leaderboards in the gauntlet. Finally, we're going to hear, well, we don't know if we're getting it. We just know they're going to tell us about it. Um, and then they're going to have a Q and a, which I mean, I guess a lot of questions are going to be, when are we getting the gauntlet? When are the leaderboards <laughs> coming? When will we have the leaderboards? When's the gauntlet coming? That's just going to be like a lot of that. Uh, and then I might be like, can you buff everything else about barbarians? So it's as good <laughs> as charge because mm-hmm. right now charge is the best charge is so good. Oh, oh my word. Not only I, I currently, when I charge things, they die. Uh, then because of the build I have, when I charge things four screaming barbarians, just manifest and charge <laughs> with me and kill all the even more things. I don't even have to aim anymore. I just kind of randomly point in a direction and charge it. And then eight seconds later, I do it again. Um, so yeah, there's that. Th- those are both amazing things. When I charge things become vulnerable, so now I can just hit them with a with mm-hmm. like an upheaval and they all die. It's just a lot of things dying. That's why I thought I could do the capstone dungeon at 65. And I was almost right. I mean, everything went down. I died a couple of times on some of the anima carriers just from sheer raw damage that they put out. But aside from that, I was doing pretty well. Just Lorath, not Lorath, uh, Elias. Man, Lorath would be a horrible boss. Can you imagine fighting Lorath? He'd just be gr- grumpy and cranky at you the whole time. <laughs> and he'd have an impressive reach. Oh, yeah. He's got a pole arm. Um, but yeah, so either of you, I, I don't think, I know Liz, you're, you're playing the season somewhat, but you're probably playing Baldur's Gate more now. Uh, uh, I am playing Baldur's Gate more now. I, I find the thing about Diablo, uh, and actually I know we have a question about this, so maybe I should, I'll, yeah, I'll just say it a little bit, um, is that I'll like play a little bit, like I'll, a couple days I'll play a bunch and then I'll just put it down for a week and not play. And then I'll go back and I'll like, you know, I jump in and out. And yeah, I think yeah. that kind of that prevents me from getting bored or from it starting to feel like a grind. So see, I, haven't I think had, I, I haven't been having the grind feeling this time. 
And it's like, I see everyone else's reactions and I'm like, why am I always so far out of step on this kind of stuff? Cause I mm-hmm. did not like the season of blood. Yeah. And, and everybody else seems to think it was the bee's knees. It was the best thing ever. And I'm like, no, was- I hated it. I hated this thing. I, everything in the season of blood moved really fast and uh, you got a lot of power. You got a lot of power very quickly and you had kind of the vampire loot pinata was somewhere in the world all the time. Now there is not. So here's the weird thing. There's not really a vampire loot pinata, but there's a robot loot pinata that you can go find killing the Herald of Malth- Malthus. Oh, I've, been, I've killed that guy a lot. I've been killing oh, yes. that guy pretty so common. many times. So, so many times. But the thing um, is, is that they also made it so like there's almost always a Helltide you can go to. There's yeah. almost always a Legion event you can go to. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a world boss up relatively frequently. I've been doing yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the yeah. weirdest thing I, about it. But, you know. I, I think I think the thing about the Vampire Loot Pinata versus the Robot Loot Pinata is the Vampire Loot Pinata was marked on the map in this big purple blob. So you'd go and you'd look and you'd fire up uh, you'd fire up your map. There's your purple blob Vampire Loot Pinata. That phrase makes total sense, right? Yeah, you have to be mm-hmm. using the tree, the tree things to find it. Yeah. <laughs> the robot um, and Loot Pinata, you have to look for yeah, the, Herald of Malthus, you know, sort of thing over yeah, I mean, yeah, the robot Loot Pinata is not clearly marked on the map. It's a little like leaf icon. That means it's a seasonal thing, but it's not a big, they don't make a big deal about it. Yeah, it's so, a big green area saying, Ooh, over yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, here's the robot loot pinata. So I think it's much less obvious. I would I would speculate that a lot of people don't even realize it exists, or they went there and they killed some uh, they killed some robots and they were like, ah, oh, this is okay, well, whatever. And summoning the Herald of Malthus costs those uh the stone currency, the stuff you mm-hmm. need to yep. make more of your uh, more of the stones to power up your robot friend. Yeah, I've been so, finding that it's actually better to do that because mm-hmm. when he dies, he drops so much stuff. Yes, that you exactly. end up just charging up your robot that way. But I get why but that the, would bother people because you you the, do have to make the initial investment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And the the first time I went to the robot loot pinata area, I looked at that thing to summon the Herald of Malthus, 
And I was like, oh, that cost a currency that I need to do other stuff, other really important stuff. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? And I, I just walked away. So I think probably there are a lot of people out there who just haven't noticed that there's a robot loot pinata, which is just as fast and furious and crazy as the previous vampire loot pinata we had. So, yeah. so we still have a loot pinata. And I think that's just not very obvious right now. And that's kind of sad because robot loot pinata this is pretty fun. Yeah, especially since um, you can get a, a chain of people just summoning that guy over and yes. over again. And Nonstop. Yeah. I, I, the other day, I think I killed I killed him eight times before I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to go do kill something else. I'm going to go kill <laughs> Varshan. Varshan doesn't give me a ring in a while. Um, Joe, if you have anything to say now, would be a good time. I do not. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'm just taking the opportunity to, yeah, see, this ring I just dropped off Varshan, people who are watching the stream, it's the Ring of Red Furor. It's a sacred unique ring, uh, 710 item level, which of course is not that high, except you remember I'm level 65, so it's, it's pretty good yeah, for level 65. It's good. And it's got, after spending 100 Fury within 3 seconds, which I do constantly, <laughs> uh, your next cast of Hammer of the Ancients, Upheaval, or Death Blow, I have two of those three, um, Within five seconds is a guaranteed critical strike and deals 26% bonus critical strike damage, which means basically every time I do something else, I almost immediately hit upheaval a couple times. And I'm usually, that's all my rage. And then I death blow. And when I death blow, things fall over. <laughs> like what's the, the name of the, 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 the actual guy we're talking about, the Herald of Malthus. I one shot the Herald of Malthus today. Like I, I ran up, killed a bunch of his. his that is buddies. impressive. He was, I'll, I'll admit he was down to 75% of health, but I death blowed him and death blow just took him out. Like he went from, I'm going to kill you to, I can't move. You froze me solid. And then you killed me with death blow. Uh, that's the other thing as I've got gloves right here. Uh, they freeze people when they hit them. 17% to just freeze people for three seconds, which is like, um, I don't get why I have these gloves, but sure. Uh, I don't know where I got them from. But yeah, that's that's the Diablo thing. We're going to find out about gauntlets and leaderboards. And I just talked a whole bunch about stuff that had nothing to do with gauntlets <laughs> and leaderboards. But I'm assuming the Q&A is going to be talking about balance. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that druids and I think necromancers are a little unhappy. And I know sorcerers are not particularly thrilled with the balance of this patch. Uh, and I can understand that because previously I felt that way about barbarians. So yeah, hopefully things will get equilibrium out. Maybe there'll be some new gear coming in that will make those builds feel better. Uh, but we should probably talk about this one because the teaser came out today. Um, we got Warcraft Rumble season four, uh, which I'm going to ask Liz what, what we know about this because I, I still don't have Warcraft Rumble. I'm sorry. I have a bad um, well, we know very very little about it, actually, because at BlizzCon, uh, Blizzard announced some things about Warcraft Rumble Season 4, including that we were getting a fairy dragon minion to play with, that complete with concept art and skills, except they just posted a teaser for Warcraft Rumble Season 4, which uh, is listed as a new, a new mini, and does not look like a fairy dragon. It looks like some evil creature of darkness. It looks like a a troll, maybe. I'm seeing I'm seeing witch doctor being tossed around a lot. It's just kind of a, a shadowy figure with creepy glowing eyes and some purple energy around it. And uh so far all we've seen in Warcraft is uh, you know, did, did Warcraft things. Warcraft rumble, Warcraft things. So Does it uh, like is it like a hooded form? It, it's just it's just a shadow. Hmm. It's a shadow. Uh, with, not a shadow with, with a purple. hood and red eyes or not. No, it has glowing golden eyes, golden or orange. Hmm. So yeah, it's 
it's a very it's a very vague teaser. It does come with the text, let the bloodlust begin. That's so, not ominous at all. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, very it's, shaman-y. It's, it's very horde shaman yeah, It is. It is very shaman except the kind of the darkness theme doesn't Ooh, feel very shaman Even Are we going to go, hmm. Like, it might just be that they've got it in shadow now, and then later on they're yeah. going to yeah. bust it out. But no, no, Grom didn't have gold in it. No, he didn't. Yeah, I just don't know. It's, the art itself is very, you know, there's not a lot of detail to it. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. a lot of shadows and some, like, you know, glowy, glowiness. Uh, All right, well. But yeah, this, it's definitely not a fairy dragon, though. I think if this were a fairy dragon, this is a really weird fairy dragon. Yeah, it's uh, like an unsealy one- fairy dragon. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So it's, so the question is, um, what are we doing in Warcraft Rumble season four? Because we thought we had an idea. Blizzard had talked about the fairy dragon. They talked about Skullamance. They didn't promise Skullamance for season four. Uh, but, you know, that's on the agenda. They talked about Moonglade. They talked about a lot of things. But uh, so far, this does not look like it's Moonglade glade themed. Uh, maybe glowing purple energy could be Skullamance themed. Mm. But the but the alt tag on the art does say it's a a new mini of some kind. So it's it's just a mystery. But uh, the new season is starting soon, so there's not actually very long to wait on that one. It's uh, starting on March third, which is like Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, so uh, we're gonna find out really soon. But they just started teasing, you know, today, which is pretty pretty late in the process. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. Um, it's interesting the way it's the way it's drawn. You can't tell for sure if those are eyes or not. They probably hmm. are. They most likely That's are. True. It's hard to really tell for sure. And it's holding a stick or a staff or a weapon of some kind, but you can't make it out. And it looks like yeah. they've got something on their back. That's a troll. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah well, there you go. I, I like. I'm looking at it. Like I'm seeing things that look like they're tusks and shadow. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the mouth. Mm-hmm. That, those could yeah. be, they should have been eyes, but they could absolutely. I be think mouth. that's and it would explain. It's either uh, it's in shadow. I bet you it's a shadow hunter because shadow hunters also mm-hmm. had a bloodlust in the original Warcraft three. That makes sense. Oh, interesting, interesting. So yeah, it looks cool. like it's got that's the. Cool. It looks like it's got the fetishes. The fingers look like it's a three fingered hand with a thumb. Yeah, my my money is on something troll related. All right. Yeah, I accept that. Uh, but. Yeah, all of the things Blizzard has teased for Warcraft Rumble, none of it that I'm aware of matches up with, like, a troll-themed thing. There's been a lot of things they've talked about, and so this is this is kind of a surprise, because we thought we knew what was coming, and now we hmm, we kind of we kind of don't. It's a mystery. I'm, I'm maybe, a, maybe it's a new raid. Maybe, like, they're going to have a Zul'Gurub raid. I was something. just going to say, I wonder if it's going to be a troll raid. Oh, uh, that would be cool. Because um, it does look know, like rather Amani, almost. Yeah. yeah. Molten Core is is still coming at some point, but they haven't given us a date. They haven't told us when. It's definitely not coming in this patch. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with it. Warcraft Rumble is one of those games that, like, I haven't been able to put a lot of time into, but I like the Mm -hmm. concept of uh, quite a bit. Um, I also really really selfishly like the fact that the minis I can 3d print them. Cause I am a sucker for that. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious to see what they do with this. Cause like, the rate, I think it is going to be a cool concept and I want to see how they execute it. But I also really want to see what this is because this looks a little more involved potentially 
than what some of the others have looked like. So I'm 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 curious. I'm in. So I will I will at the very least make time to dabble. Okay. Uh, speaking of dabbling, um, something I don't know much about, but <laughs> I do know is happening is we've got the Hearthstone anniversary event as of today, right? Because this is the twenty seventh, which is today. Uh, uh, yes. As we are recording, uh, Hearthstone has an anniversary event that just went live today. It's just a, a legendary quest, and as you uh, you go through it, you can collect gift cards. Now, if you've logged on in the lead-up to the anniversary, you will have already picked up some of these cards for free as you logged on. There's uh, each... Each class has their own gift card. There's like Thrall's gift, Arthas's gift, Rexar's gift, uh, Anduin's gift. And each of them is just a card you play. It costs one mana and it gives you a discover, you know, one of three kind of common useful class abilities, class spells. So it's just it's just a little thing to throw into your deck. And in the event, you can get golden copies of those, which are... Uh, if you aren't familiar, they're just a little extra shiny bit of card. So you can get those and you can get a special birthday coin. So you just, we've got 20 days to finish that quest chain and earn those rewards if you so desire. Of course, the birthday coin, which is the only totally unique thing that you can't get anywhere else, is uh, you need, it's right at the end of that rewards chain. So, but I, I don't think it's going to be too bad to get through. It's, uh, there's a weekly, mm, I don't think it's a weekly. You get two quests, and uh, each of them are worth 250 experience. And the to finish out the rewards, you need 5,000 experience. So you do a couple of quests every day, and I don't think it'll take you too long to get there. So it, it's it's not like a world-shattering, earth-shaking reward, but it's kind of neat. It's not hard to get. Go for it. Cool. Uh Oh, I should have mentioned this already. I'm sorry, guys. Um, first off, WoW Classic Season of Discovery has got the, the Discoverer's Delight XP buff. Um, that's continuing till March 5th, or it's starting on March 5th? Um, it's So, okay, it has Discoverer's Delight is an experience buff that's currently in Season of Discovery. It, uh, you get up to the, phase the level that you go in Phase 2. So you huh. get up to 25 I mean, fast, a- and then you go off. Yeah, the the idea was it's going to help you, it's going to buff you up and make you help you get, you know, up to this phase two content faster. But uh, today, Blizzard announced that they are increasing the buff. It's going to be a plus 100% experience buff, and it's going to go up to level 39. Now, the max level is currently 40, so you log into Classic Season. Everyone is getting it. If you want to level in Wild Classic Season of Discovery, there's never been a better time. So, uh, you want to get in, you want to play with your friends. Blizzard has really made that possible because leveling is going to zoom. They also have, uh, we talked last week, I think, about the sleeping bag you can get that gives you an additional experience buff of like 3%, I think. And on top of these, you know, these experience buffs, there is also Blizzard is cutting down the amount that they're cutting the amount of gold mounts cost. The play in Rachel mounts, they're cutting that cost in half, and they're increasing the amount of gold you get from quest rewards. So you'll be able to level faster, you'll earn more gold as you level, and, and you'll when buy you a hit mount. level 40, you can probably buy a mount without a lot of trouble because you'll have collected more gold. And it's a great, it sounds like a really great experience they're pushing here. And that will go live at maintenance next week, so March 5th. Wow, Classic Uh, team, I need you to sneak into the Diablo team's offices (laughs) and do this to Diablo 4. 
it's so interesting how classic has you know it's it's run the full gamut it's gone from no changes it's going to be the perfect exact replication of the vanilla experience and now here we are you know quite a few years into the classic experience and we have seasons of discovery which is like you know, it's taken it's taken everyone way too long to level. Let's just increase the leveling by a hundred percent. Let's just increase experience by a hundred percent. Why not? We can do that. We can click this button and now experience is up by a hundred percent for everyone. Have fun, guys. It's like that that's, scene that's in Mass nice. Effect 2 where Bailey's like, or I could push this button and we'll call it good. <laughs> yeah. I mean and you I kind of look at this and think. Why didn't we do this years ago? Because classic leveling of vanilla, kind of a grind. Took a lot of time. Mm, yep. And, you know, we're all here to play with our friends, right? And more experience, easier to buy mounts so you can run away from the PvP hell that is Stranglethorn Vale right now. Uh, and these are good things. It just, just lets like the you- good old days. <laughs> like I just remember doing, days. do you guys remember doing Rum Travels Expedition? Yes, actually. Remember just no. how many times you died because he just wander off oh, yeah. in a random direction. <laughs> I spent I spent two whole levels on that quest, coming back to it, and he would just wander off in a random direction over and over again. I just I I I I, I don't. Uh, but we should probably move on to talking about some other stuff. Um, there's uh, one thing we should mention really fast, but we don't have to talk too much about it. Um, while classic hardcore this Thursday, they're going to get the the self-found mode is being introduced mm-hmm. into the game. Mm-hmm. It's basically like hard mode, hardcore, where you don't even, <laughs> you, you can group, I think for like dungeons, but you otherwise, can, go ahead. You can, you can group up, I believe, but you can't trade anything. You can, you can't use the auction house. You can't, people can't mail you things. So what you pick up, that's all you got. Yeah. What you pick what, up, what, what drops you for you. Yeah. What drops mm-hmm, for you is mm-hmm. what you get. Uh, and so, that's this Thursday. So if you've been playing WoW hardcore and thinking this just isn't hardcore enough, now you can be more hardcore. Uh, which I I always support options like this. <laughs> I don't necessarily ever want to engage with them, but I think it's great when people can engage with the game modes in, in ways that they want. So yeah. And go ahead. W- one thing about this is it's not going to be like a new server. It's not going to be a new hardcore server. This is going to be like an option on character creation. So you'll go and you'll log on to hardcore. You'll create a new character and you'll like click the self-found checkbox. And that will be uh, your your new self-found out there totally on your own in this harsh hardcore world. Yep. Uh, so we covered <laughs> that really fast. I do want to mention... Um, We've got a preview for hero talents um, up on the official site. They previewed eight more. Um, I want to say specs because I don't know what else to call them. Yeah, uh, they're hero specializations. Yeah, so they pre- what- they previewed t- uh, eight more. So we're up to like I don't know ten. I can't remember how many we actually have now. I don't think we have that many still. Uh, we have quite a few actually. Uh, I'm gonna have to count them. So keep eight. talking. There are eight. Well, no, but we but we don't mean besides the ones they they previewed. Uh, they had previewed previously some druid ones and some warrior ones. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. we might be able to that. But because I see, yeah. Because yeah, what did they? What did the current ones were? What alone? Alun's druid, wildstalker druid. I believe we have sixteen. So wow. Yeah. So they they have uh, been, they have been leaking and, and putting them out, uh, but still, wait. that's not even close to like the amount that that I will what, exist. 
<laughs> what we do not have yet are any previews for shaman or monk. I am sorry to shaman and monks. Uh, yeah, I, I expect shaman are going to be one of the last ones. Yeah. Uh, but we, what we do have is all three paladin trees previewed. For better and for worse. What are your thoughts yeah, on it so far? Better not to know. Um, well, the first one they released, which was a while ago, was the Lightsmith, which is uh, holy and protection, and it sounds very finicky. It's like you're going to put buffs that are going to sit on the ground that will uh, make you do more damage or do you have better defenses, and people have to run over them to get them, and it sounds very fussy. It sounds very, very fussy. It sounds like all the sadness that was Lightwell back in the old, old, olden days. Frustrating positioning. Anyway! I, I don't think anyone's super happy with that one. But today they announced uh, Herald of the Sun and Templar. Herald of the Sun is Holy Retribution. And it sounds pretty great. You are literally collecting these, like, sun sparks. Man, I don't sun spots. know what they're called. Sunspots! Yep. Uh, so basically, it's it's the paladin who will literally blind you with the light. And you turn in- look at this paladin. And turn into an avatar of the sun, which seems really cool. I think that is really cool. But I know Retribution, uh, the Retribution Paladins in my life are really excited about the Templar spec, which uh, is is like more hammers. It's a lot of, there's a lot of hammers. They, mm, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> yes, everything you see. How can I, how can I solve this problem? Well, I have a hammer made of light. So I'll just use that and problem solved. This is the protection retribution spec, and uh, kind of the core thing is that there's a, uh, for protection, it's Eye of Tear, for retribution, it's Wake of Ashes. Those skills are replaced with Hammer of Light, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything, everything's about a Hammer of Light that you slam into your enemy's face. And I've I got to admit, that sounds pretty fun, but uh, I'm probably leaning Herald of the Sun. I, I think becoming an Avatar of the Sun sounds pretty great, and... Uh, I'm I'm already thinking about the appropriate transmog choices to match this spec. Praise the sun. Mm, indeed, indeed. Somewhere, Mitch has woken up from his sleep and has uh, heard his heard the calling. <laughs> All I know is uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Any credence I ever gave to any of the the Soulsborne type games was destroyed mm-hmm. by the end of Elden Ring. That's all I'm going to say. And if you want to know what happened, hit me up on one of the social media platforms or our Discord. You know what? One of these, we know what we should do, and this is a non sequitur. We should probably talk about (laughs) Elden Ring lore on Lore Watch because the expansion just got announced. So that'd be good. That'd be a good one. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
<laughs> but yeah, so we we know a bunch of new stuff there. Some people are like not happy with the new hero See, talents. Some people are. Go ahead, Liz. I, yeah, I mean it's all over the map. Uh, the last preview we had uh, had Oracle priests, which Oracle replaces power infusion with this different buff. Mm. But the thing is, the the way the buff works is so you hit the button for the buff. And then it starts kind of like a slot machine style thing where it cycles through buffs until you hit the button again. And then that, that freezes on that buff. Yeah, that, that seems and like that's not going to be uh, inaccessible well, at all. Like, like some of some of these specs, it's like, that's a cool concept. And I never want to play it. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's. Hmm. I can't see why hmm. players wouldn't like a buff where they've, you know, hmm. spent time and effort getting it only for it to possibly be great and possibly be terrible. Like, yeah. what if you have, like, a millisecond of lag too much and you get the wrong buff? Or, you know, it may not even be timed to the point where you can really select the one you really want. Oh, it sounds so fussy. Yeah. And the entire the entire spec is kind of built around this uh, sort of power infusion replacement. It, it, so we're really all over the map with these specializations. I know so yeah, far the warrior just... ones seem great. That's all I'm saying. The warrior ones are like, yay, things people wanted. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there could be more, but yeah, the uh, mountain, mountain you... thing, that's great. Mm -hmm. Just all of them make me happy. I like at them and go, yeah, we should have that. We, we absolutely <laughs> should. Whereas like, you know, uh, that's not the case for, for other classes. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking, looking at it now. I just, I love everything like Colossus for warrior, which is the most one that they've mm -hmm. really described out. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, it's a it's a really good arms slash prot spec, and the fact that it it does it works really well for both arms and prot. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that I I like the idea that you know arms gets uh, arms and fury get mountain thane and slayer, uh, arms and prot get get you know um, colossus, and uh, you know prot gets colossus and slayer. So you can be a really aggressive prot warrior, uh, and you know arms gets you know you know it gets the slayer and it gets colossus and it just it, it makes me so happy to see this um i'm a little sad for arms for fury warriors that they can't get colossus but they do get <laughs> mountain thane and slayer so and i'm kind of hoping that there's some like guitar riffs in the background when you when you get slayer no that's uh, gonna be uh that's gonna be for the uh the shaman with uh when we get our etc spec yeah, I, I just think that, you know, there should be like, you know, anyone who knows Slayer knows which one that is, who doesn't, doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really happy with the Warrior one so far. Uh, I think Colossus looks really cool, but it doesn't do anything like, you know, instead of hitting Mortal Strike, you, you know, you have to roll 3d6. And if you roll three sixes, <laughs> now you hit Mortal Strike. I mean, I just, no, I'm already, you're doing stuff behind the hood already. I don't want to see the random chance. You know, I got nothing. Me. I got nothing. Well, yeah, they're not they're even talking about Shaman yet. That's mad. Yeah, I'm just, I, like I said, I'm waiting. I think it, Shaman being the last, I think, makes a certain amount of sense because Shaman is just like this weird vestige class and has been for a long time because we originally mm -hmm. started as, you could see some of the design uh, artifacts, I guess I'll say. And it's gotten better over the years, obviously, as things have gone on. But like in the beta of the original game, we were supposed to be the complement of paladins, which meant we were supposed to have a tank spec. Mm -hmm. Then that turned into a melee damage spec instead. And then it was, uh, it's kind of been all over the place and there's been a lot of ups and downs, especially this, this year 
Uh, so like, or this expansion, I guess I should say. So I'll be curious to see how they decide on that and what they do. Uh, I mean, I will absolutely be giving my feedback when it's available because, well, I have strong opinions, especially about Shaman. You're surprising no one. Okay. Uh, quick jumping over to Overwatch 2 because they just did a post last yeah. week on the 23rd talking about all the things they're going to change and add. thing I noticed right off the bat while looking at it is they're going to be making changes in Season 9 and Season 10. And the Season 10 change that really jumps out here is that they're going to make it so that there are no more grouping restrictions. Yeah. Uh, which I'm fascinated by because grouping restrictions, that's like something they brought out it- during the original Overwatch that was really not popular. And... I, they had all these reasons for doing it, but now I guess whatever those reasons were, they weren't sufficient because they're they're taking so, it out. Kind of. So the, this was a, an art, like a, a weird artifact of competitive play with grouping, because while part of part of competitive playing games like this or any any sort of like esporty title or anything that has a competitive matchmaking is you have a record or an MMR or uh, an uh, like an e-score or something that it compares you with other people. And it tries to match you as best it can with people of the same skill level or the same MMR or that same number value so that it's an even match to make it something competitive. The problem with games like uh, well, League of Legends solved this problem a while ago um, with something very similar, which I'm surprised that it took this long for Overwatch to sort of pick up on that. Or maybe they've always been working on it. But when you're in a wide group of people, what that means is that. Let's say your friend just picked up Overwatch and really wants to play, but you and your you know three other buddies are playing uh, competitive and they want to come along with you. Um, it sort of just took an average and just kind of went with it. Um, and whatever that average was, regardless, it would just like kind of like shove you with somebody that was even tangentially close to it. Now they're looking at it where it's comparing like vert wide versus narrow, trying to fine tune how that matchmaking is going uh, with groups that can potentially range a a very, very, uh, wide variance. Uh, so that like, let's say I'm a very experienced player and, you know, I drag Liz with me and Liz doesn't really play overwatch too. Um, her MMR is going to be way lower than mine and I might get dragged down to a lower bracket and just absolutely start housing people. I'm not saying that I'm that good at the game. I'm just using it as an example, folks. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I'm not that good. Um, but here it's going to take a look at it, and it's going to look for other groups that have somebody who might be higher up and somebody that might be lower down and try to make it a little more uh, even across the board. And that's actually really, really good because it means that games are less of a blowout and more rewarding for players. It also means that it's more likely for people that maybe have been avoiding doing competitive play might actually try competitive play in a season or two because of that. They won't feel like they're immediately outclassed if they join their friend, uh, you know, and it lets them play with their friends. It's, it's just good in general. Like it's, it's good for the health of the game. It's good for the health of the matchmaking. So my, my, my take on that. Sorry, anything else from this you think you should talk about before we move on? Uh, yeah, so there's a another thing, too, that they're talking about the quicker play, which I think is actually really interesting. So during they did a, a quick play hack feature, like a, an event thing where um, they wanted to make improvements to the core game, but they were basically using it as a test ground to see how things were going. And the real big point of it was pushbot. 
Pushbot is that that thing where the robot will, if you have control over it, you're near it, and it, it's you know locked onto you. It'll push the little thing towards the enemy's goal. Um, and then if you're not, and then your enemy has it, it pushes it back towards yours. Those games tend to last for bloody ever. Um, it's it's really easy to have a give and take, go back and forth, push people off the robot, push people back on, try to get it going. And a lot of times in those maps, you can feel, at least I do, where you're not making any headway at all. And even when you are, that headway is so slow that the minute you lose control over it, it like it pushes back at an equal rate. So nobody feels like they're gaining or losing anything for lack of a better term. It doesn't feel like there are any stakes to it here. It looks like they're actually looking at increasing the speed of the push bot when he's pushing the barrier, which makes a lot of sense because now it actually invests people on fighting on the point. Like when overwatch first came out, remember how we used to have the joke about, uh, you know, capture the point was the best map because nobody was ever on the dang point because people will just be off and fighting each other throughout the map <laughs> as opposed to actually trying to capture the point or fighting to gather, gain it from the other team. This is sort of the same problem. There's really no incentive to sit on the robot because it doesn't move very fast. So I'll just go camp you at spawn or do something equally less fun to keep you away from it while one person sits on the 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 bot to push it. Now it's like if that bot's moving fast and people can sneak by me and get to it, that's a problem. So it now incentivizes me to watch it and fight over that point of interest. I think it's very, very good. They're also reducing the length of a push match uh, from 10 minutes to eight minutes in quick play. Um, And they might even do it in competitive, which is good because I tell you right now that 10 minutes felt like a damn eternity. Um, Like if you went to time, it felt you felt every second of it. So it looks like they're actually looking at core elements of the game that have been around for a while and actually seeing how they can improve player experience, which I will absolutely say is how you make a game have a long life. The better the player experience it is, the more likely people are to play it and fixing bugs that let them play the game also help that as well. Uh, you know, I've played a whole lot of it since I've been able to play overwatch Two. It's, this is good. This is overall very, very good. Okay. Uh, before we move on to talk about anything else, Liz, uh, we had talked about you doing a little thing, and it's not the top of the show, but still, it would be good if you did it. <laughs> um, well, okay. First, I want to say, if you want to learn more about anything we've been talking about, check out the website. We have articles about this stuff. Articles that you can read with your eyes instead of listening with your ears. I, it's your choice. Whichever, whichever way you prefer to consume information with eyes or ears. We do have a website at blizzardwatch.com you can check out. Also, our merch store is up for just a few more days. Uh, if you were listening to this live, it's definitely still up. If you're listening to this later, it may or may not still be up. It is blizzardwatch.com forward slash merch. We have these cool t-shirts, mugs, hoodies with a new Blue Phoenix uh, logo celebrating our ninth anniversary because somehow we've been here for nine years doing this. Yep. It's a little nuts. A little nuts, guys. I don't know how this happened, but here we are, nine years, and we have a a cool new phoenix uh, by Coffee Owly Arts. Owly Co- uh, Coffee Owly. Yes. Sorry, sorry. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Yes, Coffee uh, Coffee Owly. Looks- Good friend. It's so cute. I can't handle how cute it is. Fun, fun ah. fact: Co- Coffee Owly Co- Coffee Owly has uh, has done the art for the la- for two of my last three D and D characters. Oh, that's so cool. 
That's so cool. They're the one, they're the ones that help like- me uh, help me produce my murder bird, which I'm very happy with. So sorry, I uh, didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going, Liz, because <laughs> our our bird is much cute, not murder. Uh, yes, he's a, he's very cute. He's very he's very happy to have reached nine years. And uh, so yes, BlizzardWatch.com forward slash merch. Uh, the money goes to support the site. We usually tuck away a little merch money for BlizzCon and uh, try to try to have a little nest egg for for. Uh, for whatever the big event is this year, Blizzard, of course, hasn't actually announced BlizzCon, but we're, you know, we're, we're assuming. Mm. And yes, so please, BlizzardWatch.com, come read articles. We love you. We're glad you're here listening or reading, whatever you prefer. Alrighty. Uh, quickly going to mention uh, Amazon Prime Gaming has the Tabard of Frost. Uh, you can get that up until March 26th. It's, it's right now. I believe it's out already. Yep. You, it can, is, claim, yes. you can claim it, it as of right now. Uh, couldn't find anything else other than stuff we've talked about in the past. Uh, uh, Twitch is going to have something, but they don't have it yet. Uh, so, yeah. And when they when they it's tell me, whole, it's that whole announcement of an announcement thing. Yeah. We know we're going to have something, but we don't know what it is. It's um, okay. Soon, so, soon, yeah. something. So uh, at this point, we're going to move on to doing some of the questions. We don't. I don't know how many we'll get to, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, again, if you have a question for the site. Uh, you can for this podcast specifically, or the site really, but you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for the show. And since several of you did this, uh, if you do send us an email or if you hit us up on Discord, uh, Discord channels are Q and Podcast Questions channel or the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons. Um, both of those channels are are consulted, you know, but we we do look at the. Uh, patron one first because you guys pay the bills um but when you do if you do give me an idea of how to pronounce your name and i'm really glad for our last email because because you gave me a nice guide here that i have no idea if i'll be able to use but i'm still glad you did it thank you very much it's very helpful if you tell us if you have a name that would be a little harder to pronounce for whatever reason giving me a pronunciation guide or joe if joe's reading it or liz if liz is reading it it's really great thank you very much um do either of you particularly want to read stuff, or should I just do it? Your choice, good sir. All right, I'll try this first one. Greetings, watchers. I found myself dealing with a lot of antipathy towards Diablo 4 in its current state. It reminds me of the awful state Diablo 3 was in before its complete revamp, although admittedly not nearly as bad. I've narrowed it down to three things. Leveling, itemization, and loot. Leveling still takes far too long, especially when you can't get the really cool uniques until the end game. Itemization renames a, a confusing mess. And loot is the biggest thing that reminds me of D3's first design in that legendaries feel like souped up rares to me. I don't want to mm. play with rares. I want uniques. Am I alone in feeling this way? I would love to hear thoughts from you guys. Thanks for all you do. Silverball. I'm going to let you guys go first. Uh, Liz made a noise. So Liz, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, you are definitely not alone in feeling this way. Diablo can be a grind, and I mean, that's kind of the way the game was designed. It's uh, it's an RPG, and it's designed where you go into these uh, nightmare dungeons, you go into dungeons, and you kill a bunch of things, and you walk out, and you get loot. Uh, I certainly agree with you that uh, the, hmm, the itemization is, it's nuts. It's nuts, because there are so many, you get a ton of loot, tons and tons and tons of loot. It's the whole game is kind of a loot pinata, kill demons, get loot. But 
you get so much loot that you can't do anything with so much loot that's oh okay this is a lower item level oh this isn't sacred oh this isn't ancestral oh this isn't a legendary this isn't a unique i'm not just so you get so so much loot and you have to haul it back to the blacksmith or haul it back to the nearest vendor and just get rid of it all i mean there are times i'll fill up my inventory and i'll just get rid of it all in mass because there's so much and none of it's good and it has diablo 4 has piles and piles of stats on each piece of gear that are just it's overwhelming what i have figured out about loot and itemization in diablo 4 is that for the most part you can ignore it you can just ignore it because if you log on to diablo 4 and you clear a dungeon you get like 10 pieces of loot let's just say you clear this dungeon 10 pieces of loot and you sit down and you look at each piece and you read all of the text and you consider okay is crit chance gonna be better for me is or more damage with blood skills or more essence regeneration or cooldown reduction or maybe yeah more damage to vulnerable targets more damage to crowd control targets more damage to injured targets which of these is better and there's no answer. They're they're probably all okay for you. None of them are going to be total trash. None of them are probably going to be a complete total victory either. So you can, instead of spending your time reading all of this text, you can just not. Just don't. And when you look at gear, look at, okay, is it sacred or is it ancestral? Is it rare, legendary, unique? Is it... A higher item level. They don't call it item level on Diablo 4. I call they it call item, item level power. in my head. Item, item power, power, item level, same thing. Yeah, you can give a glance at the item power. Is it higher than what you're wearing? Maybe read the rest of it. Is it not higher than what you're wearing? Sell it. Get rid of it. Out of here. I, I mean, because you can spend so much time, you know, min-maxing and thinking about this. But until you're level 100, until you're way up there... I don't think it matters that much. I think for the average player doing the mid-game, leveling up, I don't think it matters whether you have bonus damage to injured or bonus damage to chilled targets. I mean, unless you can't chill targets, and then maybe that's not really great. But Diablo encourages us to really think about this because you you open up an item and it has all of these statistics and you read them each and then you look at the next one and you look at what you're wearing and you try and compare this and figure out what's better when the real answer is it doesn't matter that much and by sitting there reading it you're making yourself crazy and you're not having fun you're not killing demons which is the point of the game i don't know how they fix this but i think part of it's a mindset thing and we have to teach ourselves to to ignore all of this text which is boring to read and doesn't help us out very much. So uh, that's that's my thought. It's frustrating. I don't know how they're going to fix it. I hope they tell us something at the campfire chat this week. I mean, we're due for kind of a mid-season patch. And sometimes you get balance changes. Sometimes you get new mechanics. We'll see what they're doing. Yeah, uh, Silverbolt, uh, this is something that I've been struggling with a little bit with Diablo 4 as well. Um, so I'm right there with you. But I think Liz is, Liz is right. Because itemization... I don't think it feels as bad as as Diablo three did at the beginning before the rework. Let's let's be honest. Diablo three at the beginning was itemized in a way to incentivize you using the real money auction house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the entire point of it. Here, it feels like they're trying to find the sweet spot between what made Diablo two loot feel special and what makes loot in MMOs feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like it's because let's we talked about this before. Um, Diablo four is very ambitious. It is the most ambitious Diablo game we've ever had. Uh, it combines elements of uh, the best elements of all the, the, the Diablo games that came before it while trying to push new territory. And part of it being MMO style loot, because if you look at it, what does this look like? The loot looks like stuff that you would see in battle for Azeroth in Legion um, legendary. You talk about legendary is not feeling special. Welcome to Legion. Um, everybody had a million legendaries. Uh, you just kind of equipped whatever you needed to at the time that you needed it. And players, some players are falling off from that. Uh, some players still crave the uniqueness of certain items that feel impactful when you have them and that you're not just going to throw away the next time you find something with slightly better power level. Uh, but you know, you're not without looking at the stats, uh, uniques are still pretty souped up, but I, 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 I get it what you're saying with the legendaries as far as fixing it. And I'm sorry, I hear Matt keying up and I'll stop it here in a second. As far as fixing it, I don't know. Um, there, it's a fine line between walking the loot treadmill, but then also making it feel special enough when you get something every now and then that makes you feel incentivized. Cause that's, that's what I feel lacking for me. Like back in Diablo two, I was hunting specific uniques for my Druid. I, can kind of do that now, but I'm not feeling anything that really calls to me, not in the same way. And it doesn't happen with the same amount of frequency that it used to or any sort of predictability. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll hear something at the the campfire. Hopefully they'll do something mid, um, you know, mid patch or whatever to, to sort of maybe start addressing that and bring people back into the game. And now I'm going to shut up and let Matt talk. I mean, I'm just struck by the fact that listening to you guys talk and I realized only barbarians are well designed, yeah. and every class should be more like barbarians. You, it's not. You're a not joke. wrong. You're not wrong not, at all. Um, the reason I'm saying this is that I'm looking at my character's gear as as you guys are talking, and I have mm-hmm. a bunch of legendaries and a couple of uniques. Actually, four. I got four uniques. Wow, I have more uniques than I thought. Um, and I have the the thing about what I look at when I look at a piece of gear is if a legendary drops, but it's not good for me. Like it's it's too low too low item level. Is the affix good for me? Then if it is, I go to the the enchanter and I have them rip that thing out and I keep it until I get a piece of gear that's physically better, that's higher item power, and then I put that thing on. And the reason I do this is because I can get some amazing synergy between barbarian abilities that I don't think other classes get. Like I was talking before about how I have an ability that allows me when I charge to have four ghost dudes show up and charge with me. That ability is using the ancients from call of the ancients. I also have an ability that when I hit upheaval on one of the, if I hit one of three abilities, which the one I have is upheaval. If I had whirlwind, that would be another one. When I hit these abilities that I have that are listed in the power someone shows up and does the exact same attack. So I get two uses of my attack instead of just one. And all these things dovetail, like all these abilities I have dovetail in buffing each other so that I can build with legendaries, not with, with the uniques with just legendaries. I can build a very unique spec based around what I want to do. And then you get a unique or two that really feed into it. Like one of the uniques I have that I'm not using at the moment is one that really buffs rupture and, and makes rupture something you can use. And you can get this while leveling up. So it feels like 
for other classes, they're waiting for level 100. But for barbarians, you get this kind of thing all the time. It's always there. And I feel like other classes should have that. I don't, I think the biggest problem for me when I tried to play a necromancer was that necromancers get everything at level 10. Yeah, they really. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. Yeah, they get it yeah. early. Druids don't get theirs till way later, and it feels bad. <laughs> yeah, necromancers get everything at level ten. Druids, I think, start getting stuff at level thirty. Like some stuff comes in at level thirty, level forty. Barbarians mm. get stuff constantly, and that stuff, like we get our our weapon mastery stuff at level fifteen. We have our talents, and the talents build up to better and better stuff as we level. There's never a point where you feel like it's pointless to level, even when you're getting paragon points. And I'm, I can say this for the rogue I made. The rogue felt like once they started getting paragon points, the paragon points were pointless because I just buffed damage or whatever. But the barbarian paragon levels change the way you do things. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So that's all built into the class in a way that I think other classes don't seem to have, or at least the way they talk about it. Cause I only have, I've only tried uh, druids, necromancers and rogues. I haven't tried sorcerers uh, and I haven't really tried the rogue past level 20. And I haven't tried the, uh, the necromancer past level 10 because I got like, I was getting to the point where I could just kill everything. And I was <laughs> like, what am I, what am I doing? Why am I playing this? There's n- I don't have to work at all to, to use this class. And and then as you get to like level 40 or 50, a lot of necros seem to be like, yeah, when I, I basically just had to give away my, my, my minions and just use the book and, and power myself up. And I'm like, that's boring. The whole point of being a necromancer should be lots and lots of undead. I, I don't get why you would play a necromancer if you don't want to have any undead around, you know, uh, I could I... see it being one big undead or a bunch <laughs> of small undead, but there should be somebody undead there. Otherwise, why, you're a necromancer. You, you're just killing people with bone spikes. Anybody can do that. I could pick up a bone and eat <laughs> someone to death with it. Like, you know, come on, lay, lay into the fantasy of the necromancer. I, I also am going to say, I think that the XP situation is still not set properly in Diablo 4. Just straight up, it takes too long to level. Just that is a fact. Uh, in Diablo 3, uh, you could be max level by now. Uh, and in Diablo 2, it took a long time to level, but I'm going to just say this. Diablo 2, the design of Diablo 2 is almost, it's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. It was from a different time when people played games differently. And the people who are playing Diablo 2 right now, the Diablo 2 Resurrected group, are playing that game. We don't need to keep making that game. They have it. They can play it whenever they want. I, it's one of the things that bothers me about design when it, when game companies seem to feel like, oh, well, that design was good, so we'll just use it again. It's like, no, you that game exists. You don't have to, to be that game again. Be, be a different game. Even if it's in the same setting, try something else. I, I do think that there's problems with Diablo 4 on every level you just listed. Um, I definitely don't think they're as bad as Diablo 3 was before the uh, we, they ripped out the real money auction house by the roots. And you got to tell, um, uh, uh, design has failed when the company 
like literally reaches down from the heavens and rips it out mm-hmm. and throws <laughs> it over there and goes, okay, we're just going to, we're going to change itemization so that you just, you get loot. And everyone's like, yeah, that, that, that needed to be said that that should be what we do. So there are need, there's need to fix things. A lot of class design, I think needs to be changed to be more spread out um, where they can get stuff. And, and it needs to be possible to build for synergy, not only when you're max level. You should be able to build for synergy as you level up. I love my leveling spec on this character. Yeah. I've never used it before. That's, I've never used it before. And I just found it and I love it. And it's just one of those things. That's that's a really good point, right? Like the leveling experience, I think, feels longer than it is because of that. Because it's not mm-hmm. as as engaging for all classes. And I think that's a failure of just too many moving pieces. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that it was a complete miss because like some of it does feel good, but like, again, you mentioned the necromancer getting all their stuff at 10. Sure. You can start building your class fantasy right then. Druid. Technically, technically 25. Sure. 25 of how many levels? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. This, we haven't even talked about the fact that like, in addition to there being a lot of stats on gear, there's individual stats that only some classes even get. Yeah. Hmm. Like fortify is not an everybody stat. <laughs> it's like, so if this piece has fortify on it, well, it shouldn't drop for you anyway, but if it did, it's useless. It does. It yeah. does. And, and I remember this from when the game first came out, uh, druids were getting barbarian pieces and barbarians were getting druid pieces and they don't use the same stats. <laughs> so there were a bunch of really unhappy barbarians and druids going, it's bad. I, I don't want it. I, I have shape shift on this. I, I can't, sh- if you want to let me shape shift, then I'll, I'll use it. And they're like, no, you're not getting the Druid thing. <laughs> well, then this is bad. And Druids are like, yeah. Ooh, gee, how, how much uh, hammer of the ancients damage am I getting out of this? Yeah. Please get rid of this. They fixed that, but it's, there's still a bunch of stuff. Like you're looking at a piece of gear and going, what does this do? What, what, what does this mean? That's, that's a sign you've put too many stats in. Yeah. And there's mm. something to be said about the simplicity of why Diablo two worked. And that's, like it didn't have a whole lot of stuff to balance, right? Not yeah, not in that it's regard. Really, it's ironic because Diablo two is directly responsible for how MMO de- weapons and gear design works. Yeah, very very but much so. It's it's the jumping off point, but the problem is is that you then have the jumping off point has jumped through multiple games now, <laughs> between all the MMOs that stole it and all the other ARPGs that stole it. And, you know, all the Diablo games that then came back and tried to do something else, but continue it. It's just, there's a lot. And oddly enough, Diablo Immortal probably did that better mm-hmm. than Diablo 4. And it, it still wasn't very good. It was actually kind of like, at least it's easier to explain. Well, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> no, I don't think that Immortal was a broken clock. <laughs> I definitely think the 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 game store of Diablo Immortal made a lot of things that were actually good get obscured. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's a there's a fair amount of stuff we could talk about here. You're not wrong. Uh, I love the game, but I'm yeah. fully aware that there's a lot of the I, game that needs improvement. I enjoy the game, but. I mean, with caveats, I enjoy the game, but if I sit down and play it too long, it starts to feel very grindy and samey, like no matter what season it is or what I'm playing, you know, after a while, it just feels tiring, particularly with the gear grind, because you're always looking for something specific and whatever you're looking for never drops. That's just how it works. That's just how the games work. 
and it it gets kind of exhausting. So I I jump in and out a lot, and that that kind of helps. But you shouldn't have to do that. And a game is kind of failing if the appropriate way to play is okay. One, ignore all the stats on your gear because that's boring. And two. Maybe stop playing for a while so you don't feel as burned out on the game and you want to play again. Like, neither of those are things you should have to say about a video game. None of that's good. But I do think there's a lot of fun things about Diablo. I enjoy sitting down and playing Diablo 4. I think it's a lot of fun. I also think sometimes you need a break. And just yeah. just stop reading. Stop reading all the text in, on gear. It's not going to make you more powerful. But it is going to bore you to death. So... Just stop. It's okay. You don't have to read it. I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have to do that to yourself. Don't. Stop. Believe it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good way to finish up. Do you guys think we have time for like a quick one? Yeah, we absolutely do. All right. Uh, then we will see about some of the faster ones. This one's from Menmeth. Uh, are you Menmeth? Yeah, Menmeth. I think it's Menmeth. I'm going to start going do, 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 do. But yeah, uh, he asked actually a pretty good question. Um what is your cozy game? For me, I like low-pressure build-based sort of games. No first person. What are the hosts? What are the hosts? This is for the podcast. Cozy games. Um, since we are the host, I will turn to you guys. Uh, Joe, what's your favorite cozy game? Well, so funnily enough, I actually wrote a breakfast topic about this a while ago. Uh, for we called it comfort games, and we actually did this as a, I think a pre-show uh, uh, ramble at some point. Uh, my my cozy game or like comfort game tends to be in like sort of the similar vein. And it, it they tend to be, this is going to sound maybe a little bit goofy, but roguelikes because there's no pressure. Mm. So like games like dead cells or games like rogue legacy and things like that, because if I die on a run, it's not a big deal. The game is literally designed for that. So I can just kind of go back, play a little bit. If I die, I can do a couple more runs or whatever the case is and just have a good time. I don't really need to accomplish anything specific. Um, that's what I qualify as a cozy game uh, versus a comfort game. Um, I know some people are really into like Stardew Valley or Factorio or things like that that have a lot of an oddly satisfying quality to them. Uh, I haven't quite found one of those types of games that really fit my personality, uh, surprisingly enough. So, but that's that's it. Like roguelike games tend to be my cozy games right now. Hmm. What about you, Liz? Liz, see, I'm not I'm not super into the cozy game thing, but I would say like Joe, what's what's the comfort game? What's the game you play when you just it's you're having a bad day, you're not feeling like dealing with anything. What's the game you're gonna play that's gonna make you feel good? Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one i mean probably not diablo 4 because it keeps tempting you to read all of those gear itemization <laughs> stuff and that's just that's gonna make you sad it's gonna make you sad <sighs> you don't want to do that if you're having a bad day um i definitely i like to go for something that's familiar something i've played a million times so anyone who has listened to me talk for more than five minutes at a time probably knows i'm about to say mass effect mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. it's it's like picking up a favorite book or or watching a favorite movie. It's the same thing. I know everything that's going to happen. I know how to play every class. I I know where to go to recruit people. I know where to go to do the quests. And I just, it's it's an old favorite. And you can always go back and do it again and enjoy it again. So, 
yeah, I'm going to say Mass Effect games, except for Mass Effect 1. That that just it makes me a little crazy, all of those little talent points. Matt, what about you? Uh, right now, it's probably Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, also a good choice. I, I, it's, I don't play it every day. I do mm-hmm. play it most every day. Uh, it's just a question of, do I have time? Should I be doing something else in my life? But when I'm like stressed and I want to be by myself, it's the game I fire up. Um, the only reason I haven't been playing it as much lately is twofold. One is that I've been sucked into Diablo four and I'm leveling like a fiend. And the other is that, uh, Gate 3 just did a patch recently that broke a lot of things and I've been trying to get my game to work. And what happened was the game I was playing, uh, like I told you guys in the pre-show, I think I mentioned this. I might've mentioned it. Yeah, it was in the pre-show that I had gotten up to act three. And then I found out that a certain character could be a companion that I had killed. And so I had to basically go back to act one. And so instead of just going back to my earliest saves, because my earliest saves were still in act two, I just re-rolled mm-hmm. a character and um, this, yeah. this time I was, I'm playing through, but I just got done getting the bear guy Halson out of his cage. And I, I have to come up with a way to avoid Minthara. So I don't kill her. Uh, just, I'll just say it's Minthara. So, but, but that's the kind of thing. Like I, I can grapple with that kind of stuff for hours. Like that is, I am the kind of person who will sit will seriously sit in a game and go, how can I accomplish this weird thing? How can I do this thing that I shouldn't want to do? Like the, you know, how can I, how can I get Carlac and Will in my party and have them be friends? Um, and <laughs> I will try every weird attempt at this that I can think of. So yeah, that's, that's for me is that's my comfort game. Uh, follow up would be Matt would be uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. which I still go back to and just play because I'm having a bad day and I'm in a bad mood and assassinating a, f- a few fools on a, on a snarky, <laughs> uh, Greek lady is just what I'm going for. Uh, just, you know, here, just, you know, the, the bit where with the eye, the, the bit with the eye and the goat is still one of my favorite gaming moments. It, it quite frankly deserved all the game awards that year. Uh, so yeah, I would say that, that those, those are, those are my, my current one is Baldur's Gate. And the one that's been lasted the longest is, is either uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Kingdoms of Amalur. And now I'm done. Those are good games. Uh, you know what? I haven't played Kingdom of Am- uh, Kingdoms of Amalur in a bit. I think I might have to. I just got Re-Reckoning for Christmas before, you know, the late unpleasantness happened. It was like I bought mm-hmm. a bunch of games for, for very little because I had a game card. And it was like, not like I can keep the game card balance. You know what I mean? It's like eventually this gets gets used on games. It's not for anything else. So I picked up Kingdoms of Amalur and Godfall and Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, love. I really just bought it to try to trick them into making Titanfall three. Um, uh, Godfall is fun and interesting, but ultimately every problem you might have with any ARPG combined with any problem you might have with any looter shooter. Godfall has them. Godfall is the attempt to make a looter shooter. That is a physical melee game. And it's like, we already had that. We already have action RPGs. You're just making a worse action RPG. Mm. It's pretty. It's beautiful on certain, like on the, the Xbox series X, it's beautiful, but man, is it not fun? Uh, and so, yeah, but I bought um, Kings of Amalur re-reckoning and I can, I can tell you uh, it looks a little dated, but it's still fun to play. It's still a lot of fun to play. So, uh, you know, pour one out for big, huge games. They tried one day. 
but I guess that wraps us up. Um, unless either of you, I, Liz, I think you should do something that we talked about you doing before. You should do it again. Uh, yes. So remember, if you want to read more about anything we've talked about today, check out our website because we do have one. We we do like to talk to you with our voices, but we also have a website, blizzardwatch.com. And uh, also our merch store is up a couple more days. If you want a t-shirt with a cute phoenix on it, that's blizzardwatch.com forward slash merch. Thank you so much for listening, reading, and uh, just being here. Yep. Thank you, guys. Uh, now, Joe. And Blizzard Watch is made possible due to your generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means that this podcast setting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and that's reset experience. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you, Liz, for earlier. I didn't say thank you, I don't think, but if I did, well, thank you again. Uh, thank you, Matt. And thank you to all of you guys. Um, if you've got a question for the podcast um, or any of our other podcasts as well, uh, you can send an email to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Just put the subject line uh, podcast of Blizzard Watch. If it's for this show, put uh, Lore Watch or Tavern Watch or any in there if you want to like, spread it out or to ask Joe a question for Lore Watch. We do love getting questions for Lore Watch, by the way. We've been working through a bunch and we will continue to do so. We need you more. Also, you can also suggest topics to lore watch like say you really want to know about the history of dwarves in world of warcraft you can absolutely ask us to go into it we we do not mind right joe i'm, I'm not speaking out of turn here no we want topics so like we matt and i have talked about this a little bit before not to sort of steal his outro but we we like doing wild tangent episodes quite a bit where we have a little freedom to sort of just kind of go wild and speculate or come up with something. Uh, we are currently working a little a little behind the scenes. We are working on the first episode of our Warcraft What If episode. Um, so we, that's one thing that we kind of stumbled into and everybody seemed to want to do. So we're gonna, definitely going to be doing that. But if you have other topics or things that you'd like us to do a show about, even if it's not Warcraft um, – Send it in, and we'll be happy to consider it. Uh, send them. I like I like going through and, and making decisions. I like it. Thank you, Joe. Uh, so yeah, if you if you want to send us questions or topics or whatever, use that email address, or you can hit us up on Discord. We're, you know, both the Q and Podcast Questions channel and the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel. If you're a patron, all those are great. Thank you guys so much for allowing us to do this this pot show to do, to have the site to do all of this over the past nine years. Merch store still up for a few days. Go check it out. And this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys so much. 